Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to a brand new episode of Flesh Wound Farce, where we review and discuss your and our favorite comedy films. This is the world's first and only combination trivia host and professional wrestling announcer of Chilean descent that currently resides in Southern California, Ozzy V. And with me as always on this program, first in the Northern California Bay Area, world's famous juggler Greg Larson. How you doing, Greg? I'm swell, Ozzy. How about yourself? I'm doing well. It was kind of, uh, well, we'll get to that momentarily about this movie, Home Alone, that we're going to be reviewing and discussing today. Also with us, Flesh Wound producer Todd. How are you? Chilling? I'm good. Gotta love a Saw prequel. Hmm. Hilarious. Ready <laughs> to argue how this film is not a Christmas movie? Well, no, no, no. My, my exact phrasing is always, I stand by the statement, if Die Hard is not a Home Alone movie, sorry, if Die Hard is not a Christmas movie, Home Alone <laughs> is not a Christmas movie. That does not state the argument of which side I'm on. That statement on either side you are, I say is correct. Now, for those watching on the YouTube here, I thought it was amusing how Todd had pointed to Greg's box <laughs> when saying, now I'll stand by this. It was apropos. That wasn't even on purpose because... you. Who knows where I lie? Now, as mentioned, thank you for joining us on the YouTube channel this evening. And, of course, if you're joining us on whatever your favorite podcast platform is, thank you for joining us, be it good morning, afternoon, or evening, good evening as well. Or even good evening as well. There's a lot of evens there. Anyway, enough of evens. Time for the odd fun. Now, this week we are reviewing and discussing Home Alone that was released on November 10th, 1990, rated PG. Todd, do you have a trailer available? Yes, sir. Where are you going? We're going to miss the plane. When the McAllister family left on their Christmas vacation... Did we miss the plane? <laughs> no, you just made it. Yeah! They forgot one small thing. Have yourself... I have a terrible feeling. Did you lock up? Yeah. Do we set the timers on the lights? Mm-hmm. What else could we be forgetting? Our troubles will be <laughs> Kevin! Ah! Home Alone. Police in the northern suburbs are on the lookout for a pair of burglars who are calling themselves the Wet Bandits. We know that you're in there. It's Santa Claus and it's Elf. Get off my property. This is my house. I have to defend it. Where's your mother? My mom's in the car. Where's your father? He's at work. What about your brothers and sisters? I'm an only child. Where do you live? Can't tell you that. Why not? Because you're a stranger. He's a kid. <laughs> I mean, what can a kid do to us? Kids are stupid. I know I was. You still are. <laughs> this is it. Ow! I don't care if I have to get out on your runway and hitchhike. I am going to get home to my son. Why'd you dress like a chicken? Gus Polinski, Polka King of the Midwest. If you have to get to Chicago, we'll gladly drive you. Hey, guys. Yesterday, he was just a kid. But tonight, he's a home security system. You guys give up or you're thirsty for more? From John Hughes. You know, I got a feeling this is going to be your best Christmas ever. A family comedy without the family. 
home alone. Are you here all alone? I'm eight years old. You think I'd be here alone? I don't think so. Directed by Chris Columbus, coming November 16th. Yeah, that was my birthday, 1990. Interesting. I believe the information I had was from the world premiere of November 10th, 1990. I presume with the trailer advertising November 16th. Anyhow, the film has a runtime of an hour and 43 minutes. Now it is written by John Hughes, directed by Chris Columbus, starring Macaulay Culkin, Joe Pesci, and Daniel Stern. Ah. And of course, I just got to mention real quick, a score, an original score by John Williams. The song in the film that is everybody's familiar with, where them rushing to the airport, mm-hmm. is Holiday Flight is the actual title of the song. And it is an original song for this film from John Williams. And I think it's just so fun because you hear that song so often around the holidays that everybody associates that song with usually a lot of Christmas movies. I did learn two things from this movie. Um, Catherine O'Hare is not the greatest mother. And <laughs> if you're traveling with for the holidays, stick near John Candy. There you go. Fair point. Fair point. So uh, initial thoughts on this. I, it was so strange to watch this at this age because I remember seeing this specifically as a child in the theater. Mm-hmm. everything that was happening so it was really fun to revisit it and kind of laugh at some other things that wasn't just the physical comedy of it but uh, we'll get to that momentarily greg yeah um this is a movie i hadn't seen before um and no just of course everyone's <laughs> seen this movie um it was fun to it's it's one that you know if it's on tv i normally stop and I'll, I'll enjoy it because it you know I, I think slapstick comedy is i it, it i don't know if it'll ever go out of style at least not for me like i'm always going to enjoy uh some of that physical humor um but yeah this was it was definitely fun to revisit there were a few things that like made me question you know like i know there's no tsa really but like that lady's not going to count your tickets and be like, hey, you have an extra ticket here? What's going on before you get on the flight? Wait, wait. Didn't the ticket get thrown away with the pl- passport, though? I thought the ticket was inside the passport when it was thrown Did out. Did it? I can't. I I, I'd have to, like, go to freeze When frame. it was thrown out. What? What do you mean when it was thrown out? What when After he spills everything, um, John heard the dad is cleaning everything up. And when you all the wet towels you see when he throws it in the trash, you see the passport. Oh, Interesting. Yeah, Maybe. so I assume the ticket's there. No, because he said the tickets are in the microwave. Well, but if when he was cleaning up and those were together, they would have went together. So it was just Kevin's passport that ended up in the trash. Yes. Can. Coincidentally. Look, it happens. It happens. I, I, I didn't even catch I mean, that, to be honest. So, uh, yeah. But not necessary, I guess. Uh, well, I mean, I guess if you're bringing up you know the i know yeah it is it's a when, i mean now in today's day and age when i mean even when they say the line the flight's in 45 minutes we're not gonna make it and it's like yeah you're definitely not gonna make <laughs> right. it right no, that's for sure but, but this is 1990 so yeah i mean before time. that I, have you ever been to the ontario airport in california i uh, know or or even long beach in certain yeah. circumstances i think that's that's a place you could actually get away oh. with Sure. Long Beach, you could but, probably get away with twenty-five minutes. But this right. isn't this isn't international flight. Anyhow, this is just a comedy. 
But uh, where were you on the initial thoughts? I think Todd was it was at your. No, no, my actually, I actually have a story with this one because okay. well, apparently I turned 14 the day this came out and I went and saw it at the movies. I remember being excited for it. But that's not where my story is. Saw it at the movies, whatever. I had pre-ordered the laser disc. Okay. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so there was a little laser disc shop that was actually probably about five minutes from where I live now. Okay. Now, um, first off, a little laser disc is called a DVD. No, no, no. It was a little <laughs> laser disc. No, there's a difference. I get it. Um, and so I was so excited because this video store they used to, if you know, once they got it, they put it out, so I got to get it early. I think it was a whole day early, so I was psyched to watch Home Alone sure. before you could rent it. So I'm riding my bike home because I had to, you know, ride my bike to pick it up. Oh no! And I'm and I'm going, and I can, and there's I can't remember what is in the road, but I'm about to eat shit, so I fucking go down, but I keep my arm in the air. The whole time, land roll laser disc is perfect. Awesome. <laughs> That's all I cared about as I was going, there. and I still got to watch Home Alone when I went home. That was a swerve because I definitely was expecting to hear that you had tumbled and then the disc got crushed. But no, you held on to that like a champ. Yeah, so I risked my life for my Home Alone laser disc. <laughs> I don't blame you for that at all. So I don't want to just go into the physical moments of this to refer to the, my favorite moments. Cause to be honest, they didn't actually come from that. Some of these lines that I didn't really pick up from before made me bust out laughing. Uh, Greg, you want to kick this off here? Sure. Um, it's not really, a line and i don't know why it hit so hard this time but there's a moment involving a tarantula and <laughs> it gets placed on the face of one of the bandits the scream that he lets out i don't know why <laughs> it's so funny just like the his facial expression the tonality of it every bit of it was just hilarious and and it's just like that that's a moment where it's like you know, there's no uh, small parts, just small actors. Like, he literally made a scream, like a fantastic scene. Right, right, right. Todd? <sighs> when they're traveling, there's a spot when they're, in, they're in, the, in the van, and John Candy's trying to make her feel better. And he, he basically talks about, you know, leaving the kid at the funeral. <laughs> That's the first time I've really, like, caught that. And I was just like... <laughs> This is fucking amazing, yeah. So yeah, left the little guy at a funeral parlor. Spent the whole day with a corpse. <laughs> Did he ever recover? Yeah, about six, eight weeks. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, that was, that was actually one I had written down. Uh, a lot of lines like that. But first off, I just wanted to highlight the score as probably being one of my favorites to this because... So you, you still think had of big like, scores too. What's that? You still had a big score too for a small movie. We don't get those big or orchestra right. scores like that. Right, right. But in terms yeah. of how it's how these songs really set up the mood, like if you really think about it, during the uh time of he's setting everything up, right? Yep. 
it's almost like a battle a, a child friendly battle hymn that is per that is set in Christmas. Like you could just, it's almost like you had the director tell Chris, like, okay, this or he just saw what was going on. Like this is a child who's using toys to defend his house, and it's Christmas time. Okay, got it. Like, and he just had that perfect song, and I really think that the score added so much, even mm, with the mm-hmm. theme of him or creating for the wet bandits using that tuba there right just kind of set up for some you know silliness or whatever so that way when there would be a line delivered <laughs> you know you have um harry say you know we'll let things die down and we'll come back at you know nine o'clock when it's dark marv's like yeah kids are afraid of the dark why if you're afraid of the dark? Just <laughs> had me bust up laughing, right? Because it was set up when you saw it, you heard the music. So not only that, but I love every single time when the kids, the siblings are in France and the sister's concerned because he's so little and helpless. So you're not concerned that anything's going to happen? And the brother tells him three reasons. A... Two and D, uh, which I, I'm pretty sure Hughes is used in another movie as well. But I always love hearing that or seeing that on its delivery. So going into the ratings, I do need. I mean, we we talk about the, and then we could get into the discussion of Christmas movie or whatnot because you know there's a natural occurrence here. You know, with Todd's statement sticking true, I want to hear. Greg and you know just to see what's going on here about Die Hard Christmas movie and then see this is basically Ozzy's one our one opportunity to talk about Die Hard on here. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But so going in now in terms of a comedy, I'm gonna say I'd rate it a four. However, as a movie, I have it as a five. If that makes sense. Totally, because that's that's kind of where I was feeling about it. Because it's such a it's got great heart to it, you know, and through and through it is a fun movie. Um, but it's, and maybe it's a sign of the time. Um, because unless it's a specific, like comedy, comedy movie, you know, like your Mel Brooks films, things like that. Um, that era was, they were always a little slow in the beginning for comedy. And then it was the back end, you know, that it it really kind of had its crescendo of comedy. Um, And that was a lot of how this was. So if you looked at the whole movie for a comedy, yeah, four. it's it's fair. Like it, it, but it's just a fantastic film, has a lot of heart, great endings to it. Even side plots um, with the neighbor were fantastic. Um, So, yeah, five as a whole. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned the neighbor because if you if you're a horror guy, there's a little bit of extra layer because he played Ezra Cobb in Deranged, which is basically Ed Gain without you know being Ed Gain, the serial killer. So it really like adds like if you know that and like it plays out like what they're describing is like exact if you've seen the movie. So mm. I thought that was really cool. And another because you know we got our horror people um, in the in. You guys probably aren't aware of this. In the movie Better Watch Out, which was, I believe, last year's Christmas tournament, there's a scene where the person capturing the other two people decides to check how realistic the paint can scene was from Home Alone. It's a lot more different when it's realistic. I'll just say that. (laughs) And I'm a five. 
Okay. All right. So, there is. Uh, Sorry, go ahead. Ozzy was going to subtract because it doesn't have the star power of two. The star power of two. (laughs) I know. He'll get it later. Just move on. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Caesar would be much more happy of the star power of two. Uh, We'll talk later. Former presidents in the movie. Uh, Anyway. Oh, got it. Okay. So, there's a debate out there. There's the question that perhaps is this, should this really be considered a Christmas movie? Well, actually, no. The debate is diehard. I throw Home Alone in there to pull. Okay. So, yeah. So, you just use this more as a defense. Yeah, well, yeah, because diehard, everyone debates if it's a Christmas movie. But like I said, if if Die Hard's not, either is Home Alone. Because Christmas-wise, you can do Home Alone without Christmas. You can do Die Hard. I mean, they're still, they just, you can't, no one can argue with Home Alone. But, like, they'll argue with Die Hard, but they won't argue with Home Alone. But if one is, they both are. If neither is, or if one isn't, they neither of them are. I really don't know if, like, a bunch of murder should be correlated with christmas well let, let, we got a whole nother series for that <laughs> check out slash miss uh should be started in a week now no, it, it's all right the protagonist's wife is just named holly and it's not like holly's a name that's you know mentioned at christmas time you know, whatever and there's also a pregnant person and, and you know december 24th not that that's alluding to anything <clears throat> but you know whatever it's it's cool i will say though this is an and it starts off with minutes. a Christmas song. I'm even helping you out, Ozzy. Run DMC. Come on. Yeah. There you go. Now, <laughs> I do think it's interesting that it's an hour and 43 minutes. You could subtract 13 minutes from the film. That would make it not a crit, like for sure, not a Christmas movie. It could be just like at any point during the during the year. However, there would be some slight questions that I would ask. If it, if this if this movie did not have Christmas going on, and with all the stuff that was going on, the first thing I would think of is all the other neighbors on the street, right? Because you had right because they all mentioned that they were all leave, leaving, right? And then even Buzz says for D, he says we live on the most boring street on the planet where nothing ever happens. So on a street where nothing ever happens, everybody's on vacation. Not everybody would be on vacation necessarily at the Fourth of July. Right. Some people might be spending right. at home. Some people might spend it at a summer home because it's Chicago. So they right? might get a hold of someone is, is the problem. But see, here's the thing. If you set this in, in like California, I don't fucking know my neighbor. Damn it. I don't know my neighbor's phone numbers. I don't know any of uh, whatever. Well, yeah, and but this Macaulay is Hogan's now yeah, in yeah, 1990. Neighbor. There would be a in phone 1990. I, I can say the exact same thing. Okay, well, but to that point, though, uh, the phone lines, because it was heavy wind that caused the tree branch to mm, fall onto no. the power lines, right? And they said it knocked out the phone lines. It's going to take a few weeks to well, fix. And yet, it was, what... and yet they were still able to leave messages. Did you just find a home alone? No, they say their phones are fixed. I thought you found a, an error. They said Well, and plus fixed. it was a neighbor anyway, so who knows if it affected the neighbor or not. That the message was left on. Good point. Oh, right. No, but but, but, but my, you, actually, initially... you just you explained your way out of it. If if the neighborhood's phones are down, then that's how you get out of them being home. 
And not getting a call. I suppose. You would be cutting out a church scene, right? Yeah. Um, the score would be completely different. Because that's another be- thing. That's another thing. If like just the moment you start to think like you could think to yourself, wait, is this really like Christmassy enough? And then like you just hear a little bit of the score and then you just hear some bells and you're okay. Yeah, that's what I'm set for. Which, by the way, the bells also kick off. Uh, that's actually the very first thing you hear in Die Hard are just bells. So well, I think they're both that's, Christmas movies. That's, so that's actually intended there right there is the use of bells because I'm not sure if you know, but like on Snana's sleigh. He has bells. So bells are like Christmassy. Oh, he's he's so upset he muted himself. <laughs> That's <laughs> he he can't even anymore. He's I think we've reached Greg at the point of where he can't even <laughs> because go. I started talking about Die Hard and he's like, I can't, I'm out. And like he just tuned out, and then all of a sudden he realized that we were talking to him and he's like, uh oh. So I think we lost Greg because we started talking about Die Hard. Must be what happened. (laughs) Well, we do have some technical difficulties, unfortunately, with Greg, but I'm sure he wishes everybody a fantastic week and to, uh, no, not to it. He does not wish people. Not Ozzy, I think is what he's saying. Not Ozzy. Just me. Okay. Yeah. Right. He wants the Raiders to lose continually. I'm sure. Well, I'm sure they they did this week. Well, hey, you know what? Anything can happen. I will say that three weeks ago, we had a fantastic overtime win. All right, now. Now he's trying to fix his shit quick. He's like, no, he sees an opportunity to rag on the Raiders. So now he needs to find an opportunity to really get this going. But Todd, do you have any final thoughts regarding this? Uh, I, I unfortunately don't have that laser just to show you guys right now anymore. What happened to it? Well, I sold it. I got the DVD, now the Blu-ray and 4K. I mean, what do I need? Oh, the, I see. To how, much format. Do, how much do laser discs go for now? Because they're well, collector's it, items. It, it depends. A Home Alone one's a common one, so maybe you'll get five bucks. But like, you got something rare like a Nightmare on Elm Street. Rare or never made it to another format like a Nightmare on Elm Street Part 5 uncut. You, you can get some good money. Got it. Under 150. Speaking of uncut, real quick, <laughs> actually, before we stop, before we head out, is that this is a John Hughes written film, and Planes, Trains, and Automobiles also was a John Hughes film, also starring John Candy. And you just had the opportunity to watch the deleted scenes. Is that correct? Yes. Are they worth it? I was going to ask you off air if you watched it yet. Stop what you're doing and go watch them. Okay, you love ladies movies? and gentlemen, there you go. You love movies where they riff, and literally a lot of the extended scenes are them just doing the scene and trying different things, different things, different mm. things. Oh, I think we have Greg back. Yeah, yeah, I unplugged and plugged back in. <laughs> okay. I can't so, remember what question I asked where we discovered that we lost you. Do you? No, no, it was just garbage about <laughs> Die Hard being a Christmas movie, but... But Die Hard 2 on the underhand. Oh, yeah, that's that's right. That's what I was talking about. Is like the instrument you first hear. Oh, yeah. Die Hard 2. I will say, now Die Hard 2, I won't say, is even though Die Hard 2 takes place at Christmas time, I'm not going to call Die Hard 2 a Christmas movie. What would you call Home Alone 2 a Christmas movie? Lost in New York? Um, that's a that's a tougher sell. 
I don't think it is. I mean, you literally. Yeah, no, that's what I mean. That's a tougher sell to really defend. Okay. But in terms of, I just wanted to mention that the bells are the first instrument you hear in Die Hard because bells are what's on Santa's sleigh. So it's like the first thing I hear. Let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Ozzy has a check. At the same time, at the same time, when you hear bells, it's either because it's ice cream or it's Santa. And in this case, it was like Santa bringing ice cream, violent goodness on Christmas Eve for me to enjoy. Just because the director knows the the hypocrisy of murder and Christmas. Well, did I don't you know hear how the, but did you hear the screenplay is, was written still. by John John D'Souza. Did you hear what, what his response was when he do you think that Die Hard's a Christmas movie? And he says, Yes. Why? He said, Because the studio turned me down on Passover. <laughs> he wrote it. Yes, so there's bum, people who bum, say the earth's flat. Bum, bum, like... bum, 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 no. bum, 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 now, I asked Todd if he, had, if he had any final thoughts before we headed out. Greg, do you have any final last things you wanted to say before we head out? I, I do. Yeah, I understand the diehard thing. Yeah, so, I get it. No, no, no. It's I'm, I'm oh. laser disc being brought up. Oh, here we go. Why is it that you could go frame by frame on a laser disc? <laughs> we move forward in technology, and you can't do that anymore. Like, shouldn't we progress? When new technology comes out, that was a fun feature. Todd, sorry, rebuttal. You know some some players do have that function where you can skip frame by frame, but it is not the same or as good as Laserdisc, in my opinion. I will agree right. with that. Interesting. I wonder why that feature was no is no longer prevalent. I guess in most players. Not really sought enough feature. <laughs> Probably one of those things that very few people used it, <laughs> you know. But those of us who did thought it was great, and, and, and it was like an integral part of like the whole laserdisc function, because they're on on a lot of the extra features. Features there'd be pages you push to read, so you just hit the next button, so it'd be like flipping a page, and mm. each one of those frames was like one of those little. I see. Skills. Okay. Mm. All righty. Well. I, one last thing, actually, before we head out, is this film streaming anywhere? It is streaming on Disney Plus in 4K, even. Huh? Interesting. All of the Home Alone films are. All six of them. Yeah. Jeez. Oh, it's almost like Police Five? Academy, except worse. Mm, no, don't even. I'd rather watch. Because at least Police I'd Academy 4 Police... was good. Well, Police Academy 4 is probably maybe the best one. Police Academy 3, I'd rather watch that than some of those uh, Home Alone sequels. And you I, know how I'd rather about. watch Police Academy 6 rather Hold than on. some of those Home Alone sequels. What would you rather watch? <clears throat> Superman Mich- 3? Ooh, that should be the fun poll that goes up sometime. I, I will for sure take like a Superman list of- 3 over any of the extended Home Alone universe. Okay. You know, speaking of extended universes, because I was telling Pugs about all the different movies in the in the Christmas Story family, because there's 
five movies and then two and then two TV-ish movies based on the writings before the movie. But I, I feel like, and now we just got the the new one, which is a continuation with the same characters. It feels like we're due for that to happen with Home Alone. Not that I'm clamoring for it, but it, feel, it feels like something that uh, grown-up like Kevin... Like some sort of streaming service would take yeah. advantage of, like grown-up Kevin by himself at home... At home. We'll, leaves his kids home alone. But I mean, there's didn't I didn't say it's a good uh, idea, but I'm surprised the streaming service is not taking advantage of it. Or maybe he's just smart enough not to return to the character. Right. That's also a possibility. But I'm pretty sure I think it's one of the credit card I Kevin Hart's in a commercial have been a series of commercials yeah. with Catherine O'Hara where she says they make a joke about it about losing Kevin's in an airport or something to that degree. <laughs> but that's probably the closest we're gonna get. Or what if there was, oh, here we go. Fantasy you do book. a streaming service strictly about the wet bandits. I would watch. Yes. How I, about like the pre light? I want the rated R Hulu version over there. Same like uh, bef- before they got arrested. Right. Like how did, how did the wet bandits come to be? And you know, their, their antics or whatever. And then they become antiheroes. That seems very HBO Max of a way to use a property. So Disney won't do that. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. Or they're in jail from robbing places and they use Kevin's tactics to defend themselves from other people in prison. (laughs) (laughs) Or honestly, I think that that's how they, they could do a modern sequel. They get out of jail and go after Kevin. In his adult life. And this time they're really trying to kill him. (laughs) And it ties into Die Hard. (laughs) (laughs) Now we're talking. I'm not going to make any Bruce Willis jokes. Well, no, it's easy as this, is that both Harry and Marv are let out of jail, and then they kidnap Kevin's wife, who they're holding hostage at the top of a 30-story sky rise. Simple. Perfect. Done and done. Send the check in the mail. (laughs) All right. We've rambled off for long enough. We'll be back next (laughs) week with a new episode. Be sure to join us for Flesh Room producer Todd and world famous juggler Greg Larson. I'm Ozzy V, and we'll see you next week right here on Flesh Wound Farce. (laughs) 